and welcome to another episode of the Best Damn Sports Show on Stereo, the Young Black and Father Sports Desk. I'm Q. With me right now is Cashley and Lou. Um, Greg will be on in a little while. He is um, taking care of daddy duties right now. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> well, it's just the three of us. How was everyone's week this past week in the world of sports and the world of life? So. Pretty good, no complaints. Yeah, same here. Just weren't taking care of this 15, 16 week old puppy. And man, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Well, I, um, I have a life update. Um, at the end of this week on Friday, I will no longer have two eight-year-olds. I will have two nine-year-olds. Oh, there you oh, go. Wow. Well, well, happy birthday to the to them. Yes. Thank you very much. Yes, they are super excited about twenty nine. Well, so much so that every time I talk to them with daddy, you know, I'm turning nine. You know, my birthday's coming up. I'm like, okay, okay, I know. I was there when you were born. <laughs> <clears throat> So, yes, I have uh, the twins' birthday is this Friday, the 16th. Um, I actually have a couple of uh, important birthdays in my family coming up because two days later on the 18th, next Sunday, the 18th, is my sister's birthday. My sister will be 28 on, uh, on Sunday. So, shout out to her as well. Happy birthday to her as well. Um, so, yeah, this is a busy and expensive. December is a busy and expensive month. <laughs> oh yeah. There's All right, no doubt so, about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woo. Um, thank you, Kwana. Thank you, Affirm. Because yeah, I'm gonna need y'all. <laughs> really, really need y'all. <laughs> um, well, while we're at it, we're waiting for Great to come on. We will get the show started. Uh, we missed you last week, Ashley, but I know you had some things yes. going on. <laughs> but, um, go ahead and give us all the things that have happened in the world of wrestling uh, over the past—I I would say the last over the past three weeks to a month. That was been a lot. So show the yeah. yours. Yeah. Well, specifically um, this past weekend, it was a whole lot of wrestling, but. Um, I do want to send a special shout out to my wonderful co-host of the Melanin, Matt, Pam. Um, she and I talked a lot about wrestling this past weekend. So shout out to her. Um, we hope to be back on the pod really, really soon. So stay tuned for that. But moving on to WWE, uh, they had a really big pay-per-view. NXT did um, this past Saturday called NXT Deadline. And they had a couple of Iron Survivor challenges. So think almost like an Iron Man challenge, except this had like four competitors involved and everybody had a certain amount of time to get a certain amount of falls. But anyway, uh, Roxanne Perez won the Women's Iron Survivor Challenge and Grayson Waller won on the men's side. Uh, what this means is that they both have taken number one contender spots for the top NXT titles. Also on that card, the New Day defeated Pretty Deadly 
and became the new NXT Tag Team Champions. That was a really good match. Um, it's really good to see NXT come down and kind of give some extra prestige to those tag team titles and elevate a little bit more. Uh, Braun Breaker defeated Apollo Crews to retain his NXT championship. And just want to make a quick little note that NXT will be in Charlotte, North Carolina for another pay-per-view on February uh, the 14th. So I'm definitely trying to be in attendance. So stay tuned. Let's see if I actually make it. <laughs> um, elsewhere in WWE news, William Regal has resigned with the WWE in a vice presidential role, which will start January 2023. Um, as it was previously reported, William Regal was with AEW, but decided not to renew his contract and is now back with WWE. Of course, he was let go under the old Vince regime, which was pretty shocking to a lot of people. But also, John Cena will make his return on 12.30 to an edition of SmackDown. So, haven't seen John Cena in about a year. We will see him on the 30th. Uh, next up, it seems as the WWE and New Japan has worked out some sort of deal to allow Carl Anderson to appear not only in Sendai on the 12, on 12.13 to defend his number 04 title, but also to appear at the Wrestle Kingdom 17 show on January 4th, 2023. Um, Wrestle Kingdom is a pretty major pay-per-view. I would compare it to WWE's WrestleMania, to be honest. Um, it's that big. It's that important. So that's a huge, huge development. So let's stay tuned and see what happens with that. But speaking of New Japan, uh, we had a Super Junior and Heavyweight um, Tag Leagues going on, which started uh, November uh, November 21st and ends on 12-13 in Sendai. So on the 13th is the finals. And on the finals on the junior side, we have Aussie Open, and they will face Bishamon for the titles. And uh, Yo and Leo Rush will face Bullet Club's Ace Austin and Chris Bay, uh, also for the tag leagues. And of course, the winners will face the uh, heavyweight tag team champions and the junior tag team champions at Wrestle Kingdom, guaranteed spot. Um, and both of those are main event matches at Instant Dive, by the way. And as I previously stated, the never open weight title is on the line with Carl Anderson defending his title against Hikuleo. Uh, moving on to AEW slash Ring of Honor, because we all know that Tony Khan did purchase Ring of Honor. Um, <laughs> they had a pre-preview called Final Battle this past Saturday. Uh, Athena actually defeated Mercedes Martinez to win the Ring of Honor women's title. Shout out to her. Um, I know she was kind of lingering around uh, for a while and no one knew exactly what to do with her. So she's now the Ring of Honor women's title. Shout out to her. Uh, Wheeler Uter defeated Daniel Garcia to become the Ring of Honor Pure Champion. So shout out to him for picking up that title again. The Briscoes defeated FTR to become Ring of Honor Tag Team Champs. And I gotta say, these are two of the best tag teams in the business today. Um, if you caught wind of the PWI Top 100 Tag Team list, you know you had Usos at number one. FTR number two and Briscoe's at number three. Um, 
if you never had a chance to see their matches, really check out their matches. They're really two of the best tag teams in the biz. So shout out to the Briscoes becoming the new Ring of Honor tag team champs. Samoa Joe defeated Juice Robinson to retain his Ring of Honor tag team, I mean, Ring of Honor TV title. Claudio defeated Chris Jericho to win the Ring of Honor heavyweight title, which in my opinion, he should have had to in the beginning. So, but you know, you know how that goes. And for those that don't know who Claudio is, he is formerly known as Cesaro from WWE, but he's now with AEW slash Ring of Honor. So shout out to him for winning that title back. And um, that's pretty much all the developments in the last week or so as far as wrestling is concerned. Um, I, I honestly don't have any awards to hand out this week. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe next show I'll have some awards to hand out, but none this week. So, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's okay. it for wrestling highlights. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much for that. Um, looking forward to Melvin and Matt coming back or for hiatus. hiatus. Um, and all that good stuff and all that good jazz. So, uh, again, thank you for that. Uh, again, excuse me. Excuse me. Well, it's the two of us for now. Um, Cashly, feel free to chime in um, whenever you whenever you feel the feel the urge. Um, let's talk some let's talk some football this week. This inner talk some NFL. So we started to see uh, some playoff races um, come together. We had one team that the first team to clinch a playoff berth uh, so far this season that was the Philadelphia Eagles. And boy did they put a beat down a beat down on the New York Giants uh, yesterday. Blue. Yep. Are the Eagles really for real? I mean, I, would you... Would yeah, you yeah, I think we're, we're past that, I think. Uh, <laughs> they're, would you um, put them they're, in... They're, they're, oh, okay, so here's my question. Would you put them in pen? Not in pencil. Not in pencil. Would you put them in pen as the as the team that's going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, wherever it's being played at this year, I forgot. Can we can we put them can we put them in, in pen or can I mean, we have you to stick the pencil? See, here's the thing because because they clinched already, they clinched a playoff spot. They haven't clinched their division, so they clinch the playoff spot, they're still going to play their starters because, of course, they want to clinch the division. Dallas is right behind them. So I don't see yeah, them two resting games, any of two games ahead. I don't see them, you know, resting any of their starters anytime soon. And there's, what, five okay. weeks left of the season? Four weeks? There's four games left, yes. Okay, so um, if they stay healthy, um, <clears throat> It, it, the, yeah, it, the only thing that, that I think that could stop them right now is injuries, because okay. they, like I said, they are clicking on all cylinders: quarterback, running back, receivers, defense. Just everything is clicking perfectly for them right now. Okay, okay. So, 
yes, I, I do think that, you know, they just pitched the playoff for Dallas is two games behind. Um, speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, I saw fraud with them. You might be one, ten and one, one ten and one, Houston Texans. God bless him. One ten and one Houston, Houston Texans. <laughs> <clears throat> like drag this game down to the wire. I don't know what to I mean, say. That's what I really don't. That's the NFL. Uh, the, the, the team like Houston can come into Dallas. Um, you, you remember the movie, Any Given Sunday, right? So I do. You know, I'm sure Dallas probably underestimated them, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But, I mean, it can happen to anybody. Like, <clears throat> I mean, look at the... Look, look when, when the Commanders beat them Philly in Philly. I mean, that football a few weeks back. I'm sure they just underestimated Washington. So it can happen to any team on any Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whatever. So, you know, it, it did it surprise me? Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, but, you know, it easily would have been the, the biggest upset of the, the year so far, I believe. Okay. All right. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna go to um what was like the, the highly priced matchup for Sunday night football last night. The Los Angeles Chargers versus the Miami Dolphins. Number four number five pick, Tua Tagovailoa versus number six pick in the 2019 draft, Justin Herbert. <clears throat> I'm sorry, the 2020 draft. Two were played like shit, and Justin Herbert played like the god he is. The young god he is. <laughs> so, the title of this show is Justin Herbert's just a social media, social media quarterback. <laughs> yeah, right. Can we just end? Can we end the argument now? That Miami made the <laughs> Miami truly made a mistake by not by not drafting Justin Herbert three years ago. Well, uh, did they make a mistake? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, and it, it, it's come to fruition this year with with Miami. Tua just needed weapons with him. He's got Tyree Kill. You know, he, he he's gelling with uh, Jalen Waddle this year. Um, they still need a running game because that's kind of like, you know, uh, almost a different running back each week. Um, but as far as Herbert goes, uh, you know, everybody picked Miami because they're they're you, you know they're this high scoring offense now with Tyreek Hill and you know Waddle, uh, Gasecki, you know, all, all of his uh, weapons and shit, but. Chargers last night, they impressed me because they're only a 500 team, all right? They're 6-6, six and six, so it's not like they've been, like, lights out or anything. But they won last night stopping <coughs> that offense with two of their starters. 
Right. I mean, and, and you also have to, and then you also have to remember this Chargers team has been banged up all year long. Mike Williams, right. the receivers. Yep. Mike Williams is last what, four games before last night. Keenan Allen missed six games in a six games in a row. Um, they lost their star left left tackle Sean Slater for the year back in week what three. Um, that's not even talking about the defense. You just heard three starters couldn't <clears throat> all pro. Derwin James was out last night. Was out last night. Um, Joey Bosa has been out since week four. So injuries have definitely shelled this team. Um, but Tua, let's get back to let's get back to Tua. Okay, let's get back to Tua. Here he was. He's the highest one. He's the highest rated passer in the league this year. If not the highest, he's second. I believe he's either first or second. He was held to a forty-four percent completion percentage from his lowest of the season, and this is not. And if it was just a fluke outing, then. Okay, let's not have this, you know, no point in having this conversation. Right. He's done it back-to-back weeks. Mm-hmm. He's had subpar performances in back-to-back weeks. Now, granted, granted, they played the number one defense last week in the San Francisco 49ers, but without Jimmy Garoppolo, who, injured, who broke his foot or something, and then this week, against the depleted defense in, in the Chargers, and of course, yeah, he was going against Justin, Justin Herbert, but <sighs> all the success that he's had earlier this year, and you know, and are we starting? I guess my question is, are we starting to see a trend? Or is this just an aberration? He hasn't play, he hasn't played against good, like good great defenses all year. Um, this is what expected, right? Like you know. Well, well, here's one thing that I that I take into account. And, um, not many people will, but uh, yeah. Who, now, who did they lose to last week? It was San Francisco correct? And that game was in yes. San Francisco, right? Mm-hmm. So, all right. They played two games on the West Coast. Now, they played a little bit better yesterday, probably second half. First half, two, it was, I mean, garbage. I think he was like three for 17 passing or something like that. But you're going from Miami all the way out to the West Coast. I can see the San Fran game, but... I'm sure they didn't fly back to Miami and then back to Los Angeles. No, they didn't. They stayed in. They stayed. Um, I think they stayed. They practiced at Stanford. Okay. Now they played a little bit better. They still, you know, I, I, I'm like the travel does bother okay, because you got a three, four hour time difference going for all the way from Miami to San Francisco. And, you know, I could see that game. You know, I, I think everybody saw San Francisco beating them. Um, but, yeah, the game last night, I mean, you know, the Chargers almost blew it. Game close, but um, eh, now do I see a trend? 
Uh, I'm not going to say a trend. I'm going to say a bump in the road. How's that? Well, I'll just call it a bump in the road. Okay. <clears throat> bump in the road. That, that, sounds, that sounds fair. We have one comment about the first question that I asked. Are uh, the Miami made make a mistake by not drafting Justin Herbert number five? And I'm going to play it right now. Here we go. The Dolphins definitely made a mistake not taking Herbert. Tua is an okay quarterback. Think about it. Tyreek Hill almost has 2,000 yards receiving, but he only has, what, three or four touchdowns? Just imagine if Herbert was his quarterback, he would have the the, um, 2,000 yards and maybe eight or nine touchdowns. If you watch Miami, all Tua's passes to Tyreek Hill are always behind him. His arm is not strong enough. Hmm. That's an interesting point. That's an interesting point. All right. Does Tyreek Hill only have four touchdowns? Um, we need to fact check that real quick. I'm looking that up right now. That can't be true. Might, I, think, I, I don't think he has four. I think he has like seven or eight. He has seven. Yes, he has seven. Now, all of them probably aren't receiving touchdowns, though. So I can see where he might have come up to four because I, mean, I think a few of them might have been end arounds or. Don't forget. He had a fumble recovery, fumble recovery for touchdown. That's right. Yes. So, yep. so that you got to take. I, 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 so I think John is partially right. I think John is partially right. Um, right, right. But to say, I, I, I don't know. But the, the question I really want to ask, and that is the title of the show. Like, there's a lot of people that were saying, that have been saying, that Justin Herbert is just a social media quarterback. Is that true? Well, I mean, what, what, it, what does that like? What does that exactly mean? He's a social media quarterback. <laughs> Basically, he has the looks. He has the looks, and oh, and, well. and all that other crap. Um, I mean, there was, you know, he. I mean, you could probably make the same uh, assessment about you know any quarterback in the league. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, mm-hmm. You know, anybody. So, as far as a social media quarterback, nah, I don't buy it, man. Okay, so here's the thing about these uh, about people calling a social media quarterback, and I'm just going to read from the story right now. Okay, uh, as soon as I can find it, as soon as I can find it. Okay, Ooh, excuse me. Here we go. Oh, this is some some. A lot of people have been tweeting, um, like tweeted at the aftermath of the like, like Jordan Moore, that who he writes for. But he said Justin Herbert, quote, Justin Herbert is incredible, and for anyone to call him a quote social media quote unquote quarterback is laughing out loud funny and just flat out 
it, it just flat out wrong analysis. Like I don't how, like how 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 is he? Like I don't see like yeah, it's, it's Justin Herbert is in, in a lot of commercials. Yes, he does so far commercials, but duh, he plays plays in the stadium that's named that has the name on it. Um, you know he like. He, he has a just—I I would say like uh, he has a he's like a, a media darling. He has that he has the face to be a media darling. But to call see, him a social to right. call him a social media quarterback, like have you seen him play? <laughs> have you seen him with, with do do more with less at times? With both his both I mean, his star receivers. He has to. He, he's relying on DeAndre Carter and Joshua Palmer. Like, come on now, and still putting up numbers, right? And I think people are coming across saying that because he has that. Like, I mean, is you know the the, the quote unquote social media quarterback thing. He's he has to face the television. Yeah, he's got that West Coast look. You know, he's got that surfer look. You know, he's in LA and. He's got like the long blonde hair and everything like that. I think that's what people are getting at. And I mean, it, to me, it just doesn't even pertain to football. <laughs> just go out there and ball. And that's what he's been doing. And that's what he's been doing since the first, since the first day he stepped on the field after Rod Taylor got hurt. He's been doing it ever since. He's been balling. So there was a stat that in last night's game, actually a record. Um, in three years, in three years, Justin Herbert just overtook Dan Marino in the most passing yards by a third year by a quarterback in their third year. I think Marino had <clears throat> Marino his third by his you know at the same point in his career, um, he had ten thousand five hundred. 40 yards passing. Um, Herbert beat that yesterday. And it's not that... No, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't... It wasn't. You know, he's right behind Marino. He could catch Marino this season in terms of like third-year quarterbacks. But he beat Andrew Luck. And, you know, Andrew Luck... Yeah. Hey. How many... Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <clears throat> no, you're not. Go ahead. I just like you. I mean, you know, he beat Andrew Luck. How many years was Andrew Luck in the league? So Andrew Luck was <clears throat> Andrew Luck was drafted in two thousand and twelve, two thousand thirteen, and of course he quit in two thousand nineteen. Oh, two thousand twenty, nineteen or twenty eighteen. Remember, it, it had to be at least two years ago. I thought. No, it was three. Um. Was it three years ago? Okay. Okay. Just, well, I, it was going on four. Going on four. Because, remember, Jaco- J- Jacoby Brissett was the starter the year that he retired. Right. Then the coach brought in Philip Rivers that one season, like, uh, two years ago. And then last year, um, Carson Wentz. And then this year, Matt Ryan. So, yeah, four years ago. Okay. It's just, you know... I don't know. It's funny to me. They, they they say you know he he just passed Andrew Luck, and I just do you think people still wonder why he just like abruptly quit, like why he retired so quickly? 
Well, so there is there is actually a story. There's actually a story that was written, um, in which Andrew Luck discussed the details of him retiring. Like, gave actually more insight in, into why he retired. Really? Let me see if that. Let me see if I can pull it up. Hold on. Because I know when, like, when he did that, I mean, it was a shock to everybody. It's like, you know, nobody knew it was coming, and boom. Yeah, it was an absolute shock. It was an absolute shock. No one expected it. No one expected it. Um, I got it. Here we go. It was, um, uh, excuse me. Um, Peter King actually published a portion of it, talked about it in his Football Morning in America column today. Uh, hold on, I'm just I'm scrolling scrolling to it now. You're fine. Right. <clears throat> and I'm not going to read the whole article. I'm just going to I'm going to read the, the 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 excerpts that Peter King had in his story. Shout out to football, football Morning in America. Um, if you <laughs> don't start your Mondays reading this column, I would highly suggest that you do. Okay. <clears throat> Seth Wickensham's opus on, on Andrew Luck, why he quit, what he's doing now, answered a thousand questions we all had on Luck. What we've learned, what we learned. Number one, he didn't love football the way diehards diehards like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning did. He chuckled when he chose Wickersham about being a quarterback. Quote, well, shoot, I, didn't, I don't think I had a choice, unquote. His dad, Oliver, was a quarterback, and Andrew was a quarterback through his adolescence and into college, and he was a great one, so it was preordained. Andrew Luck will be a quarterback. The story makes you pine for it. He said, quote, what I didn't allow myself to explore enough was how much I love football. Unquote. He called his post-college life a story that felt written. <clears throat> Point number two. Luck got tired of feeling hurt all the time. Tom Brady has talked about being about being sore all the time when he was 25. But if that was the cost of having his dream job, so be it. This led him to the TB12 stuff. <clears throat> but Luck, as Wickersham makes clear, didn't want that life of always being in chronic pain. Perhaps as importantly, Luck didn't like the person he was, he was when he was in that kind of pain. Number three. He might be a football coach one day, but he likely won't come back to play. <clears throat> Frank Wright, the former coach coach, sent him a note earlier this year after hearing the song Message in a Bottle by the police. Wright text Luck, sent him out an SOS. Wickersham said Luck text him back a firm no. And Luck said, quote, these are the things I miss, but there are things that, one, I'm not willing to give up about my life now, and two, that I don't want to put myself through again, unquote. <clears throat> Number f uh, fourth and last point that, um, that 
Peter King got out of the article, and I would suggest reading it. I, I'll send it. I'll send it in the show uh, in, in the text group in a second. But the fourth and last point: as a grad student at Stanford now, with a family, with a family, Luck is leading the life he wants. The last scene of the story: Luck riding riding away from Ricochet on his bike on the Stanford campus was too, was so fitting. Luck sees himself as a grad school student and husband and parent looking for the life he might have begun to live nine years ago had he never been a great quarterback. And he's pretty okay with that. <clears throat> so this was, this is the gist, this is the gist that Peter King got um, <clears throat> after reading and rereading the article. Luck doesn't have all the answers about why he quit, about why he left the Colts high and dry. Two, two weeks before the 2019 season and about why his quarterback body continually betrayed him. He does know he's doing what he wants to do now. Lou, thoughts? Um, well, like I said, shocked everybody when it happened. Uh, no reasoning why and until now. Um, but you know what? It, if it, he just, he apparently just didn't. Nobody likes being hurt. Nobody likes being injured, especially a football player. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's. I, I, I praise him for doing what he did. I know it's hard because, I mean, they're making millions of dollars. And it, it's hard to just wake up one day and say, I don't like doing like this anymore. And then just walk away, you know, and just give it all up. But so I, I commend them. I really do. I, I do too. I mean, just, and then also think about the, think about the injuries that Andrew Luck had throughout the course of his NFL career. Back injuries. He, I think he had a couple of, he had a couple of concussions. I think he had a couple of concussions. Um, yeah, I'm sure. He had, uh, like rib injury, he had he had a couple of rib injuries. He had a problem the problem with his shoulder, um, his knees. Like he was pretty banged up because Indianapolis did not have an offensive line when he was there. They did not. They didn't have a Quentin Nelson. They didn't have you know you know Jack, Jeff Saturday had just retired. You know they didn't have an offensive line. They, he had no protection. He had no right. protection. And his receipt his receiver was always hurt. T.Y. Hilton was always on the sidelines injured. Um, they had uh, 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 that kid that in, ended up in Washington. Um, I can't see that. I can't even tell you. Um, was he a receiver? John, yeah. Um, oh, I know who you're talking about, too. Um, he, uh, he, he was right always injured. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, it's right on the tip of my tongue, but I, I just, I can't, like, uh, I can't think of his name. They, right, and he, he didn't have, a, like, Indianapolis didn't have, the Colts didn't have a running game. Let's think, uh, that Richardson kid from Alabama, bust. They actually traded him for nothing and then cut him. Or they wanted to trade him, but no one would take him, and then they cut him outright. He, he didn't even, the Colts wasn't like it wasn't the like 
it, you know, it, they, it wasn't the Peyton Manicles. They, they were right. Oh, oh, yeah. And that's what a lot of people expected when Luck came in because he was so highly praised. You know, he's the next coming of Peyton Manning or, you know, or whatever. And it's hard to live up to that hype, like, you know, especially being compared to one of the, you know, all time greats of the league. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, though, you know, kudos to him for walking away when he did, how he did. You know, he did it under his terms, like not anybody else's, you know? Right. He didn't, he didn't so, leave because he got, right. He didn't leave because he, because he suffered a career in an injury or exactly. his performance suffered because of the injury. It's like, oh, I'm gone. I'm good. That's it. I'm done. Right. I, I, I want to be able, I mean, but you've seen a lot of, like, Luke Keekley did that in Carolina. He left. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the top linebackers in the league. Like, if he'd have played longer, if he, if he was still playing right now, he's first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. Potentially, potentially first ballot Hall of Famer. We've seen this happen. Not just in, not just in football. Especially in football. But you've seen this in other sports. Oh, yeah. You've seen this in other sports. Eventually, oh, yeah. your body, you just get tired of, you get, and he said it, he said it a couple of years ago. He got tired of rehabbing. It's like every year he was rehabbing. Every, right. every season, every off season, it, it wasn't, just sitting and relaxing, taking time off, being with the family. No, he was in intensive rehab. Exactly. For all, yeah. the, in- and, for all the injuries that he suffered. Right. And, and okay, listen, I, I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm going to just come out and say this, okay? Um, I'm, I turned 51 years old last month, okay? Mm-hmm. I, had, uh, I, I had a second stroke uh, about five, six years ago. Um. And I have, you know, of course, I had to go to therapy and rehab just to get, try to get back to normal. I don't even play football. I don't play football. I, you know, I, I used to play sports when I was a kid, but it's, it literally, the rehab takes a really, really hard toll on your body, <laughs> you know, because you're just pushing yourself and pushing yourself to get better. I mean, you, you have to, like really, really, really want to do it, you know, for you to, to get better. So, right. you know, it's, it, it's tough, man. It's really tough. I, I, I know exactly. I know somewhat of what he's, what he was going through, put it that way. Right. And then he was, and, 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 and you know, and that's, that, that, he was, when he retired, he was 28, mm-hmm. 27, 28 years old. In his prime, like he's thinking, in his prime, like he could be playing right now, and people would be—I I guarantee you—he was still with the Colts right now. The Colts are not Midland at oh no, whatever they are—they are the top of the top of the top of the race for the AFC, in the AFC. They are a playoff mm-hmm. team. Frank Wright doesn't get fired. Jack Saturday doesn't see the field. He's probably—he would be still in an ESPN in, in a studio <laughs> ESPN. In, in Bristol. Yep. So, you know, it, it, I mean, it, it just underscores like, okay, yes, we play, those of us who play sports, who played, who played, who played sports, who play sports, may not have done it professionally, but just do it for the love of the game or right. it's something that they love to do. Um, it, it eventually becomes a point where I ain't can't do it no more. 
I mean, you admire everybody admires what Tom Brady has done over the twenty three years that he's played and he's played quarterback in the NFL. But you can clearly see his body starting to break down. As much as he doesn't want to admit it, because that's the warrior athlete in him, it's right. breaking down. Mm-hmm. You say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. You, we said the same thing two years ago about Drew Brees. Think about all, like you know, six years ago when Peyton was six years ago when Peyton was fired. We said no, he he just can't do it no more. He right. can't do it. And eventually, it becomes a point where your body says enough. And I think, and, and, and put it this way though, like I mean, these are all quarterbacks you're talking about. Think about like the, uh, the like the other the NFL players who who aren't big time, you know, stars and, and you know big names, you know, in football and everything, like linemen and you know, uh, just special team players and stuff. They play two years, one year, and they they just step away from the game. They retire. Because they're getting injured so much and they're getting concussions and, you know, and they, you know, they want to be able to spend time with their family and everything. So, and remember them and not be, and not be Herschel Walker. Yeah. <laughs> and not be Herschel Walker. Good point. And not be Herschel Walker. So, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm with, I'm behind you 100% and saying, you know, I, I admire, I admire, um, Andrew Luck for realizing, hey, my body is saying no, and I'm and, and my body is saying no to football. My mind is saying no to football, and, and I, you know, now that he's 31, 32 years old in grad school, like, I wish him all the no pun intended, no I pun intended, exactly. <laughs> I got you. I wish him all the luck you. in the world. Well, we, yep. we have some we have some voicemails about this topic. Let's play those, and then uh, I'm gonna get into some. I, I'm gonna get into. I'm gonna keep this. Let's keep this episode short this week. Um, okay, I'm gonna get into some takeaways from um, this week of games. Um, talk a little basketball. Talk a little, talk a little basketball. Um, How about we do our? Dabble, do, I was gonna say, do you want to do any predictions for the uh, for the college football playoff? We can, yes, absolutely, absolutely, we can. Cool. Uh, so let's let's get into these voicemails. Here we go. All right. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it only came out like about a day or two ago, and it was just like everyone, even here from England and everything, and it was just like, wow, yeah, um, Andrew Luck, he retired abruptly and everything, so it was mad, but yeah, it happened. And then, um, yeah, to come out with this story now recently, I mean, it's like about time, but yeah, it was quite a while ago. Thank you for the comment. We have one more from you, uh, Muse Lover. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Here we go. Uh, do you guys mind if I could join? Because this is quite a cool subject. I've got something to say. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, <clears throat> um, thank you from. Uh, I, I believe that is a British accent. So, thank you for joining us from across the pond. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, England couldn't get far in the World Cup. But, uh, well, that's England. Um, all right. So, take a race from week 14. And this was another story I wanted to talk about. You see, I really didn't have a doctor tonight. Well, I'm tired. <laughs> it was a long day. I don't blame you. Um, yep. yep, I worked but, all day myself. But um, I, wanna, I, I, I feel that we must talk about Brock Purdy. Or however the hell his name is. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Mr. Irrelevant in this year's draft has now defeated Tua in 55 minutes and absolutely stomped down Tom Brady in his first career start yesterday. Your thoughts on Brock Purdy? Is he is, is he truly Mr. Irrelevant? Or is, is, can he, do you think he can hold I mean, up until, until, Jimmy, until Jimmy comes back? If he can, if he's able to come back in the playoffs. If they make it that far in the playoffs, too. Um, Correct. Like, he looked good. I, he really did. You know, a couple pump fakes and uh, a couple go routes, everything like that. And he put the ball, he did underthrow a couple of receivers a couple times from what mm-hmm. I was watching. I didn't watch the entire game. Um, but, you know, some of his passes, you know, they, they looked really good, man. Um, I, I, will he overtake Jimmy G if he comes back? No. No, not at all. No, absolutely not. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to read his numbers. And it was very, he had a very efficient day. He didn't throw for 300 yards or whatever. He threw for 185, completing 16 out of 21 passes with two touchdowns and no interceptions. <clears throat> and no interceptions. Um, what I'm worried about now, Debo, sprain MC. He has sprain. Um, it's it said it's a sprain ankle, but it's more. Uh, they're saying it's more more so of a sprain MCL. Okay. Um, can I did see can, the, can they I saw the replay up? of it. Um, that's a good question. Um, I mean, you know, you got to step up. Kittle's got to step up. Kittle's been. Super quiet this year, um, and, you know, and, and you know, of course, the running game. All you know, however many running backs they have, but well, now it's just now it's, it's Christian McCaffrey and Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson hurt uh, again. I know, but how can I forget about CMC? My goodness, shame on me. Um, <laughs> uh, can they keep up? Yeah, I, I think they can. The receivers can still play up to a good level and, you know, and Purdy don't throw no picks and, you know, doesn't get carried away throwing downfield. That's what you want to do with a rookie quarterback, right? I mean, you don't want him throwing 50 times a game. No, you want him You want him with the numbers that he had um, against Tampa Bay. 16 of, 16 of 21, 185. No, like, you want him throwing for under 250. Right, you want right. see, you want Christian McCaffrey to just go off in the running game, help out in the in the in the, in the passing game, um, and let and, and with the number one defense in the league, you let, you let your defense let your defense win the game win games for you. All all Brock Purdy has to do is be a game manager, which is essentially what Jimmy Garoppolo is a game manager. But, I mean, Jimmy G did throw it down the field, you know, often. But they're not going to ask Purdy to do that. You know what I mean? And and how good let, – let me bring this up real quick. How good does that front office look now that they got McCaffrey? Because now that they got that rookie quarterback in there, he's just going to lean on McCaffrey for like 70, 75% of the game, man. And you know what? I'm not – I would not be mad at him for doing for doing so. That's actually pretty smart. Like my son, my, my, my Kyle Shanahan is a really good coach. Like people keep don't keep 
sleep on Kyle Shanahan at your peril. <clears throat> sleep on him at your peril. Mm-hmm. All right. The next takeaway from week 14. <clears throat> the next takeaway from week 14. And you, none of us was saying this six, seven weeks ago. But the Panthers. How about the Panthers? Yeah, what happened went down. <laughs> so, <clears throat> talk so about Panthers, surprising. Talk, yeah, talk about surprising. They are the biggest threat to the Buccaneers in the NFC South. Mm-hmm. We know that division is terrible. That division is terrible. Granted, the Panthers are five and eight, but they have won four. They have won half. They have won. They've gone four and four since they fired Matt Rule. Um, they've gone four and four since they traded. Four and three since they traded Christian McCaffrey, <clears throat> and with one and their running game has actually looked a lot better with McCaffrey gone. Um, they cut, they cut Baker Mayfield. Sam Donald is now their starter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hey, well, okay. The running game is better because teams don't have to hone in on McCaffrey. As every team was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Darnold's team last year, so he he sort of has a uh, you know a, a repertoire with you know DJ Moore, you know or whatever else. The defense has been playing a heck of a lot better. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> It, it, that division could, two weeks ago, if I told you that uh, the Panthers have a, a, a good shot to win that division, would you have laughed at me? <laughs> I would have laughed at you. And <clears throat> one, I would have laughed at you. Two, two I would have said, whatever drugs you're smoking, I need some. And three, <laughs> I would have said, uh, I, I would have said, lay off the bath salts. Right. But yeah, they're. <clears throat> They they could actually win that division. I, oh my goodness, it's crazy. I know this is a this is like a repeat of the NFC East three years ago when when the Commanders won. Well, they then Washington Football Team won won the East with a seven and nine record. All right, the next takeaway. <clears throat> Go ahead. The next the next takeaway. The Bills avenged their loss to the Jets and stay, and stay in control of the AFC East. Um, and as a subplot to that, I also want to talk about Mike White. <clears throat> um, so the, the the Bills played the Jets in, Orch- in Orchard Park. Um, it was raining to start, and then that rain turned into snow. Um, and then the, the Bills did what the Bills do. But that game didn't start. Oh, God, it was an ugly start to that game. The first, I think, seven, eight possessions, punt, 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 what was supposed to be just a, like a knee sprain, they did exploratory surgery and found out that he actually tore his ACL. So he's mm. out for the rest of the year. <clears throat> um, well, the defense number one definitely is going to miss him. Definitely. A lot of people thought Von Miller was past his prime. You know what I mean? Me included. Okay. And, you know, it, 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 
if he's in the right system, he, he I don't think he's in the right system. And I think he's in the right system in Buffalo. But my my biggest concern is Shao Shaolin. That elbow is bothering him more than with the team. And even he is saying, I think he, so yesterday he threw for, he completed 16 out of 27 passes for only 147 yards and a touchdown. Now he did get, he did get it done on the ground. He ran for, he ran for 47 yards and a, and a score. Um, but is it now time for Bill's Mafia to start really, really worrying about Josh Allen's arm? I would. I mean, well, and, I mean you also got to, you know, consider the Jets, they, they got a pretty good. So, you know, it, it's not, I'm not going to lay the blame completely on, you know, Josh Allen and, you know, his, uh, his shoulder, elbow. Uh, but he, he, it's getting that time of year. He's been hit all year. And, and again, this is around the NFL. This is anybody or everybody. Everyone's been hit. Everyone's been injured. You know, some kind of pain, soreness, whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I, I would definitely be a little bit concerned. Just a little bit. They're, they're not the runaway team that everybody thought they were at the beginning of the year right now. I mean, they, they are they are number one. They are number one. The AFC. They do have the number one. Currently, have the number one seed AFC right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it's, it's something to watch. It's something to watch. Um, <clears throat> um, so the next story on the countdown. I think the magic is done, and big with big blue. I'm not sure if I catch you. Not sure I follow. So the New York Giants, they oh, oh, big blue, big blue. Sorry. So they were along with the Jets, um, the Cinderella story in the league, unexpectedly getting to seven and four. Well, seven and two. Um, They've lost their last three games, and of course the tie with the Commanders, who they play again on Sunday Night Football. Um, next next week, and uh, um, I think the magic is done. I think the magic well, is done. I mean, all right. So let let's do this. Like, let's look at like their their wins in the beginning of these you know, of the season. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> week, they beat the Titans by one. So that was impressive in Tennessee. They beat the Carolina Panthers by three at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cowboys beat them. Beat the Bears at home. They beat the Packers on October 9th. Now this, like, this is right about the time where we weren't sure what Green Bay was. Without mm-hmm. Devontae Adams. So you could probably call that. Plus, it was in Lambeau, too. So that was a very impressive win. Then they beat Baltimore. And they uh, Jacksonville. Seattle beat them in Seattle. They beat Houston. And then uh, 
yeah, like their last three, four games here, the Lions whooped on them. Uh, Cowboys beat them by eight. They tied with Washington, and then the Eagles did what they did to them. So the Eagles stomped it. And, and this is the, so. This is their remaining schedule. <clears throat> they play three of the three of their final uh, four games on the road next week, next Sunday. I mean, this coming Sunday against the Commanders on Sunday Night Football. Then they have the Minnesota Vikings on the road, and the then they, and then they have a rematch against the Eagles on the road. I mean, well, let's. All right, I, I I see Washington beating them next week, um, and easily. I might add. Uh, then I got to go to Minnesota, mm, right? Yeah, and think. then also, and then also remember, Saquon Barkley is dealing with a neck injury. I mean, well, right. yeah, he's dealing with a neck injury. Yeah, they're no. They're not going to make they're the playoffs. They're yeah, they're this year. I mean, was it impressive? They're cooked. Right. Impressive season in Brian Dayball's first season as a head coach, as the head coach in, in New York. They just don't have enough. They don't have enough. They, they just don't have enough. Like, especially with Saquon. <clears throat> Saquon, not 100%. Um, Daniel Jones is starting to show that he's Daniel Jones. Uh, and I know yeah. Saquon wanted to come out and ball out this year because he's in a contract here, isn't he? I believe, I believe so. I believe he I is believe in a so. contract here. So he and wanted so to buy it. Yeah, oh, well, Daniel Jones is like, he's gone. Like, the Giants are going to go somewhere else. They, they, they've realized that he's not their quarterback of the future. So I, I don't the future, that the present. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, he's, I think Daniel Jones is going to end up being. A capable backup. Yeah. Like he's going to be like being it. a capable backup that can come in, maybe win you a game or two, you know, but nothing crazy. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. So the next takeaway that I have <clears throat> how about the Detroit Lions? Impressive, man. And you know, they're shout out to Greg. He he, he six called this. Seven. Yeah, he's he, he has been their number one defender this entire season. Actually, the last two seasons, they're six and seven. <clears throat> they're six and seven. They're a game behind. They're a game behind. Um, uh, currently, they're they're game behind. Game and a half behind Seattle. A game a, a game behind um, the New York Giants. For the seventh and final playoff seat. Uh, is that the next question? Do I think they'll make the playoffs? <laughs> that is the next question. Do the Lions? Do the Lions? Actually, this is a two for. <clears throat> do the okay. Lions make the playoffs? And do they? So that's the first question. Two. Are we? Uh, are we crazy enough to say that the Lions could, if the if the if the Vikings stumble down the stretch, could they win? Could they win? The, could they win the division or come no. damn close? No, because Minnesota's they they've got ten wins, don't they? Minnesota, Minnesota's ten and three. Right, that was it. They, you know, and, and then Detroit. Uh, would, would you say six and seven? Six and seven. So Minnesota would have to lose. 
um, the rest out. of their games. Detroit would have to win the rest of their games, which I highly, I mean, they, yeah, could it happen? Of course. But I, I don't think Minnesota is going to, that would be an epic collapse right there, man. I mean, epic if that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the Lions remaining schedule, they could very well win all they four very well. They could very well run the table. So they do not Jets, play, I don't think they have a game. I don't. I don't think they have a game against an opponent over five hundred the rest of the way. The Jets. The Jets. I mean, uh, week. Okay, so we won. <clears throat> the Jets. Then they got the Panthers, the Bears, and the Packers. So they, they played one team. They played one team over five hundred, and that is currently the Jets. And we see how the Jets are sinking right now. All right. Um, I, the last. Okay, go ahead. No, no, no. I was, I was clearing my throat. I'm sorry. Oh. Um, and our last takeaway, the last takeaway that we're going to talk about, um, going to Cincinnati. Joe, Joe, Joey Buckets, Joe Burr, and this was a game that this was a game that Greg was adamant that no. The, the Buccaneers, I mean, not the Bucs, the, the, uh, the uh, Bengals are going to lose. This is going to be the first loss. This is going to be the loss. Nah, didn't happen. <laughs> is Joe Burr, is Joe Burr MVP candidate? They're clicking. They're clicking right at, just at the right time, too. Just like they did last year. Exactly. That's what I'm scared of, dude. Because uh, do I think they'll make it back to the Super Bowl? Probably not. No, not. That that was kind of like a magical run they had last year. So, Um, but yeah, their their entire team is clicking right now, man. Offense, defense, everything. And what a plus it was. What a plus it is to get Jamar Chase back from stretch one. Absolutely. All right, so that is that is the NFL this week. <laughs> Didn't want to get too in depth, but I want to keep you short. Sure. Um, this week, um, is there any really anything to talk? Oh, my, my one NBA story that I want to that I want to um, talk about this week: the return of Zion. He mm. currently has he currently has the Pelicans. As the number one seat, as the number one seat in the in the Western Conference, I mean, can we can we really can 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 we legitimately? I don't know. It's early. It's only been seven weeks. The season is only seven weeks old. Um, but can we put him up there with a Giannis with a, uh, with a uh, uh, Luka Doncic as a legitimate MVP candidate? No. No, I don't believe so. Um, just for the main fact is he's not doing it game in and game out. Um, he, well, he's not, I will say this. I will say this. Um, look at his stat line over the last seven weeks. I mean, last. I'm sorry, the last eight games. Um, oh, goodness. Let me go to the Pelicans. 
over the last seven um, over the last seven games, he has okay, we're stat line. So the game yesterday, but he beat the they beat the, the Pelicans beat the Phoenix Suns in overtime. Um <clears throat> Zion had he played forty two minutes, he had thirty five points, eight rebounds, three assists. Uh, no blocks, one steal. The previous game, where they beat the they beat the Phoenix Suns again, it was a it was a back to back. They played them back to back. Um, Zion had thirty five points, seven rebounds, four assists, one steal. Let's see. Um. They played the Pistons. Zion had the 29 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 block, 1 steal. Against the Nuggets, which was a win, Zion had 25.6 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 block, 1 steal. Against the Spurs on December 2nd, another Pelicans win, Zion had 30 points, 15 rebounds, 8 assists, 1 block, 2 steals. Against the Raptors, because they're, they're on a 7-game winning streak. They're on a 7-game winning, <clears throat> winning streak. Against the Raptors, <clears throat> which was game, uh, their, their second win of the streak, Zion had 33 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, I mean 2 blocks, and 4 steals. And against the Thunder, which started the streak, Zion had 23 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 blocks, 1 steal. I call that pretty consistent. That's a seven okay, game yeah. I, I just pulled it up, and I'm looking through all these, too. And, you know, that's um, yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. Pretty very, impressive. very impressive. You say it's I mean, I know it's too early. I'm, but I just have to, I have to throw the, I have to throw the question out there. We've seen stretches by other players and people have, um, quickly, and it, and this is, these are, and, and these are not just like fluke stretches. These are fluke, fluke players. These is Luka Doncic and, 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 uh, and Giannis and, and, and B who, who put up another 50 burger yesterday. Can we start making an argument? That Zion belongs in the MVP conversation. Not you know, not even top five, but does he belong in the conversation? In the conversation, sure. Yeah. Um, what I want to see from Zion first is stay healthy an entire season. Right. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, go through an entire say, season. If he can go through, yeah. I say for me, and I, I said this last year. So this last year, right, <clears throat> the beginning of, beginning of the NBA season last year, if he can play seventy games, if he if he can make it to a seven, if he can make it seventy games, play seventy games in a season, that yeah, yes. Um, but I'm just going to go to the standings. So the Pelicans currently on a seven game win streak are number one in the West at eighteen and eight. Right behind them is the Grizzlies at seventeen and nine. The Grizzlies are on a five game streak. I'm being in the street. 
damn, the Wizards lost again tonight. Ah, boy. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you, and I, I'm gonna say the way he's been playing right now, yes, I think he does. But I also think, also, I mean, Zion opens the floor so much for the Pelicans, but the one that can splash it down and that has completely changed the dynamic of the team is CJ McCollum. Yeah. Yeah, when CJ gets well, hot, he's hot. I mean, he, when CJ like, gets he can hot, hit from anywhere. Frago. Right. He gets hot, he's in Frago. Absolutely in Frago. I'm also I think you put that perfectly. I think you put it perfectly when you said that Zion um, is, is, yeah, is he in the conversation? Yeah. Um, may, like you said, maybe not like top three, but, you know, maybe maybe not even top five, but he's definitely in there, though. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely think um, I mean, if I had to, if I, if I, I, if I had to name the top, uh, um, a top five right now, I think it's, I think it's Luca definitely mm-hmm. is in there. Embiid, Giannis, um, <clears throat> Oh. And that's where it kind of drops off a little. Yeah. That's where it drops off. It's you hard. Really it's say, really hard. You can't really say stuff right now because the team hasn't had the team hasn't had relative success as of yet right now. Now um, that you say it, I mean, I would have probably no, I would have no problem putting Zion in the top five right now. But the way he's been playing, you know, and I did like I said, I just looked at his stats, like you know, that you read him off and everything. I would put Zion in the top five. Yeah, and I think to as round, the fifth player, and I, and I have no clue. Tatum. I, I'm going to say Tatum. Okay. Tatum. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say Jason Tatum. Uh, I, as much as I want to throw uh, SGA in there, the, the Thunder don't win. So, <laughs> the, thunder the, thunder, the Thunder don't win. I mean, because Shea Gilgis-Alexander has been playing his complete ass off. So far this season, I would give I would give uh, SGA (laughs) like right now I'd give him definitely the most improved player. Oh yeah, Um, and and, you know, and and then one more player that I can throw in there as a as a top five as a top five like throw in that top five list maybe not inside the top probably I would replace Zion with John Morant. Yeah, I mean, Jaw's probably going to be in that discussion every year. <laughs> if he if, again, this is all like hopefully everybody stays healthy. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, Jaw's up there. Jaw's up there, and a dark uh, the dark horse. I, actually, my dark, dark horse. I have to say, your boy in Cleveland, Donovan Mitchell. Yes, um, I. I want to put him in the top ten. I don't know if I can. I think that's why I say. That's why I say. I I fully believe that Donovan. Donovan. Donovan's a dark horse candidate this year. He's a dark horse candidate. I mean, the Cavaliers are third in the East. They're seventeen and ten. Um, and Donovan's been playing his ass off with Darius Garland. Yeah. He's been out the past couple of games. I guess he's playing tonight, but um, go and check that score real quick. They were losing pretty bad. Um, 
And as of right now, oh my god, yeah, never mind. They're losing to the yeah. yeah. They're losing to yeah. the San Antonio Spurs, ninety-two to seventy-five right now. Almost the end of the Ouch. third drive quarter. Third period. Ouch! 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 Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, Wizards, the Wizards on a the Wizards on a seven-game losing streak. <laughs> and Porzingis um, was taken out. Didn't play the rest of the game. That's a bad sign. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they said he uh, hurt his back again. Like, Pazingas has, has been balling this season. So has Kyle Kuzma. And, like, Bradley Bill hasn't, like, one, he's been, like, well, he, he hasn't played because he, has he has the hamstring strain. Um, but he missed, like, two or three, he missed two, three games because he was in protocols. Like, Bradley Bill's been really quiet. It's been, Bill, yeah. it's been, it's been Pazingas, it's, it's been Pazingas and, and, and Kyle Kuzma. And Kyle Kuzma is, is like, his, the rumor mill on Kyle Kuzma is crazy right now. Is it really? It's yeah. There are like seven yeah. teams that want to tra- that want to trade for him because he's in he has a play option, so he has a you know he's, oh, okay. he's in a contract. He has a contract here, and everyone is like, well, and it, there, there's a lot of rumblings that he just want he does not want to be in DC anymore. <clears throat> I think he's been thriving in DC. To tell you the he's truth, he's been thri- absolutely thriving. Like me personally, he's, he's yeah. Been in, no, I agree too. I don't. I don't understand it, but I don't think the Wizards want to because now he's like getting up there to where he could possibly make an argument for max money. The Wizards and remember, um, Pozingas has a player option this year. Pozingas has a player option for next year, so he can opt out. See, and that's the thing about about Porzingis. He cannot stay healthy. He just can't. And he's such a good player if he's healthy. <laughs> he's such a like he when he's healthy, he earns the name the unicorn. He absolutely yeah. earns it. Yeah, he absolutely earns it. Um, so one last NBA story, and it's a, it's a sad one. Um, okay. uh, um, and it's a sad, it's a sad one. Um, the LeBron's first coach, uh, who had a who won a couple of championships in with the Boston Celtics in '75 and '76, Paul Silas passed away um, late Saturday evening uh, from, uh, from cardiac uh, cardiac arrest. Um, as we all know, his son Stephen Silas is the head coach of the Houston Rockets. Um, so, like I said, Paul Silas coached the Cavaliers. LeBron's two first two years in Cleveland. He also coached in Charlotte, both the Hornets and the Bobcats, the old Hornets, which are now the New Orleans New Orleans Pelicans, <clears throat> and um, the. New team in the you know the new iteration of the Horn, of the Hornets now the you know their old name the Bobcats when they first came back into the league and I believe he also coached um, did he coach Seattle I think he coached Seattle mm, that's it was one a good of question I don't know um, but yeah he he passed away Saturday he passed away Saturday evening at the age of seventy eight years old so condolences to the Silas family. Um, Absolutely. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Coach. The Coach Silas. It is a great. Everyone, all the quotes that everyone is saying to, to you know honor his legacy that he was an 
absolute um, phenomenal person. Um, yeah. So, you know, condolences to his fa- condolences to the Silas family. Um, moving right along, let's go ahead. We are in bowl season now in college football. Um, in uh, three weeks, we have the college football playoff coming around. Um, mm-hmm. First, um, congratulations to D.C. native Caleb Williams of the University of Southern California Trojans for winning um, the Heisman Trophy over the weekend on Saturday. Um, the first Trojans player to win the Heisman since Reggie Bush. <clears throat> wow. Reggie Bush. Um, so let's get into some predictions for the college football player. We have the number one seed, Georgia Bulldogs, versus the number four seed, Ohio State Buckeyes. Who do you have in this game? <laughs> I've been waiting. I know you're gonna say I know you're gonna say Ohio State. <laughs> no. no, I'm not. I'm not. Ooh, okay. And people around here are not too happy with me. Um but do I like Ohio State? Do I root for them? I do. I think Georgia will annihilate them. Um, I don't see this game being close. Uh, I think Georgia wins by 24. Ooh. Ooh, what a blowout. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, actually see the, I actually see this game getting being closer than that. Okay. Um, only because only because um, Marvin Harrison Jr. did not win the the uh, Littencoff Award, and he's pissed. Oh well, yeah, he's pissed. He's I pissed. Agree. He is absolutely pissed. I, I I pray for any defensive back who has to go up against them next season. I pray because he's he's in, he's in the lab right now. Yeah, he's uh, very underrated too. He didn't like they didn't really talk about him that much. And I don't understand why. Do you understand this man's pedig- pedigree? Like, right. you know, do you know who his father is? Yes, I do. Believe me, I do. <laughs> no, I'm just, I, I know you do. I'm just talking about the masses as well. Do you understand who his okay. father is? Marvin, Marvin Harrison. Excuse me. Who's about to be, if he's not already in the Hall of Fame, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, he's damn sure about to be there with with Peyton Manning. Mm hmm. Like, like, and what what is is he a sophomore? He's a sophomore. Yeah. After next year. So, you know, he's trying to be the the number one with. Because I don't know, I'm not sure about next year's quarterback. <clears throat> next year's quarterback class, I think it's going to be really. I think it's it's not going to be like this one. This one this year, oh boy! This, this, if you're an NFL team, you need a quarterback. This is the draft to get one. <clears throat> this is the draft to get one. Um, so moving right, moving on, we have the two three matchup and Michigan, the Michigan Wolverines at the two C going against the TCU. Horned frogs. frogs. I, you know what? What do you have in this game? Uh, uh, I don't, I, you know, forgive me if anyone's listening that likes Michigan, but I just don't like Michigan. Um, uh, 
I, I, I think Michigan runs away with this, but I mean, I, I'm hoping TCU wins, but I think Michigan runs away with this. So, okay. <clears throat> so we have a national championship game, college football, college football playoff championship game, which is according to our predictions right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have Michigan State winning. So Georgia versus Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia wins. Yeah, I think Georgia goes back to back. They just, yeah. Stetson Bennett is just playing lights out. Mm-hmm. Um, the Georgia's defense is still Georgia's defense. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, Georgia goes back to back. They go back to back. They go back to back. And can I just throw in here that I'm just glad Alabama's not part of it again? <laughs> I'm glad Alabama and Clemson. They were they were yeah. in every they were in every, those two teams were in every college football playoff since it, since the college football playoff um, started back in 2015. I'm glad right. they're not. I'm so glad they're not in it. Exactly. Like give a team like TCU, give a team like TCU a chance. Give a team like TCU a chance. Like and and they legitimately legitimately could beat Michigan, especially if if Quentin Johnston is 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 healthy again, is back healthy, which he has time to get healthy. And then don't forget the other receiver, the other receiver in um at TCU. They got a damn damn good shot of beating Michigan. I don't think they will. I, I mean, I hope so. I really, really. Do. I hope they do. I hope they do. I hope they do, but I, I, I don't see it. Yeah, I, 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 Michigan run ends in, in in the championship. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, how many people do you think? And I mean, personally, I'm one of them uh, that wants to see an Ohio State Michigan rematch for the championship. Oh, you talk about take, you talk uh-huh. about. You talk about tickets being sold. Oh my like, goodness! They all they those those national championship tickets will rival Super Bowl prices. Exactly because if if you had that in the national championship game, it's Two teams argu- that it's arguably hate each other. Yeah, and it's arguably the biggest rivalry in college. Like literally, it really is. I I don't know if you know this, but like every year when Ohio State plays Michigan for football, that entire week leading up to the game, whenever they mention Michigan, they keep the M out of everything. They just say Michigan. Like they don't even want to like add an M to anything. <laughs> it's, it's, and even if, and even if, and, and, and vice versa, and vice versa, they just you know Michigan is like um that that other team. Yeah, and down here they they just say the team up north. The team up north. Yeah, that's what they say. (laughs) All the Ohio State fans, the team up north. Mm -hmm. So, um, and um, let me just uh, just you know not not to prolong this or anything, but uh, I just wanted to bring this up. I'm super excited for next year when the playoff goes to twelve teams. Yes, yes, we'll be we'll be able to see. We'll be able yes. to see a USC. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to see a USC. You'll be able to. I was. I, I arguably should have been a playoff. Should have been in the playoff this year, but TCU was just too good. Yeah. Um, TCU was just TCU was just too good. But yes, yeah, to see it, to see it, 
to see Alabama going against uh, TCU or USC, to see Clemson going against the TCU or USC. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm pretty pretty excited when the, when the field expands to twelve next year. Yeah, yeah. Where, where you know where you could see that first like big upset, like uh, you know you could see a number ten <laughs> team. Um, beat a number two or something and knock them out or something like that. You know well, what I, I mean? Believe, I don't know how the seeding is going to go. Probably like you get the first four seeds. Well, yeah, they probably seeds. got buys or something. You got to get a buy. If I didn't get a buy in the first round, the first, you know, that first round of games. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's going to be absolutely exciting to see next year. That that I'm I'm salivating for. I am absolutely salivating for. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. We have reached the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Lou, do you have any award for this week? I do not. No, I don't. I'm sorry. I wanted. I wanted to give to 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 give one, uh, but um, no, I'm 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 going to hold off for for another um, week. Well, I have one. Okay, go. You go right ahead. It's all I you. I have one. The Bill O'Brien. The perpetual Bill O'Brien, you know, you know, fucked up right award, and the perpetual Adam Gates, why are you still here award goes to my favorite punching bag, Daniel Mark Snyder. <laughs> and it will go to, it will continue to go to Daniel Mark Snyder until Jeff Bezos cash after eight billion. You know what? It's not even gonna be eight billion. I don't, I don't think the commanders will sell for 8 billion. I think they'll sell for 10. <clears throat> I think Bezos is going to write a $10 billion check to, and, and I know Daniel Mark Snyder says he's never selling to Jeff Bezos because he hates him. Um, and because he, because, because of the Washington Post, fuck him. Fuck it. <laughs> Bezos, get Jay-Z. Get Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Get him for 500, that'll give you $300 million. And I don't care if you have a cash app, PayPal, um, Venmo, wire the fucking money. You know, put put ten billion stacks in a in a in, in, in a sack and let a pigeon fly it to Daniel Mark Snyder. I don't care what you have to do, just do it. And don't forget, shit. and don't forget, Matthew McConaughey was. Uh, didn't he jump in on the uh, on the? He bitches? did jump in. It. All right, all right. Let uh, let him say all right, all right, all right. As much all as right, he wants. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> just, just, just do it. Get it over with. I want right. this fucker out of. You know what? Like write the t- write a ten million dollar check. Tell tell Dan tell Daniel Weinstein that look, you want another super yacht? I will build you. I will throw in another four billion dollars and build you another super yacht. Like I don't care what you have to do. You, as long as it's not Elon Musk, I don't care. I don't oh care. God. Oh God! They changed the name from the Washington Twitters <laughs> or the Washington Teslas. Yeah. Like, as long as it's yeah, not Elon Musk, as long as it's not Elon Musk, like Jeff Bezos, I don't care. look. You're worth how much? Like a hundred, like a hundred and three hundred four million billion dollars. Ten. $14 billion is not going to hurt you. You're going to get that shit back in all the Amazon Prime sales that you get, you know? In the next three like, weeks. <laughs> in the next three. You'll get that in, You'll get that back in three weeks. Just do it. Just do it. 
Like, be like Nike. Just do it. Just mm-hmm. do it. Get this asshole, get this complete asshole out of fucking town. Like, just, just God damn it. Just do it. Just, just do it. Oh, all right. I'm done bashing Daniel Lopsider this week. I'll bash him some more next week. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, right. until next week. Yes. Um, if you're listening to the show, remember that we are going to, next week is going to be our last, our final show of 2022. Uh, it's going to be the last one of 2022. Um, so definitely tune in because that one is going to be a doozy. That's going to be Oh, the, the 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 that's gonna be the year end award. So Luke, go start ahead and go ahead and start get, getting your year end awards ready. I'll, I'll start um, doing my homework tomorrow. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're gonna do a yeah. It's gonna be a recap of all the things that happened in sports this year in 2022, um, and some predictions for 2023. Uh, things that we would love to see and things that um, we hope we don't have to see next year. Uh, so it's going to be a very, very exciting show. It's going to be a very, very entertaining show. Um, mm-hmm. We look forward to being with you next week. Next week, Monday the 19th. Um, and then we will not, you will not hear our voices again unless we do a bonus episode, which could be possible. Could be possible. Um <laughs> Um, you will not hear our voices again after next week until 2020, into January 2023. Um, mm-hmm. So that being said, I'm Q. That's Lou. Greg will be back next week. Cashley will be back next week. Um, until then, have a great, have a great week, everyone. All right, everyone, have a good week. See you later. All right, peace out, everybody. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. (laughs) 